Welcome to the Short Funk Podcast. I'm Tom Parbolet. Today I wanted to talk about a topic that I don't think has been adequately covered in the media. It's a phenomenon that I've talked about occasionally on here and also occasionally with Aaron Stone on the Stone 8 Podcast. And that's associated with this notion of new media celebrity. And it's something that I find very curious because I think there's a disconnect between the perception of new media celebrities and the practicality of what they actually do. And this was very curious through the Vine community. Vine, was it 15 seconds, 15 second video clips that produced a series of young folk who were very quick associated with the movements or what have you, getting things done in 15 seconds, developed followings, created Vine content, you know, millions of viewers looked at them on a daily basis. And obviously the Vine app, the Vine platform has disappeared now. There's been some speculation that Casey Neistat's Beam would be purchased by Twitter following this. I don't know. My perspective on Beam is that it's in a wind-down state as well. I don't know if it's going to be announced soon. But a lot of the technical principles seem to no longer be there. And, well, I use the app periodically. I post to it occasionally. But this isn't a social media app of any gravitas. And unfortunately, when you set up a social media app with such, I don't know, social media celebrity attached to it, and then they stop using the platform. Well, this is the problem that seemed to have occurred with Vine. So in the case of Vine, 18 of the top Viners, 18 out of the top 50, not really sure how these things are done, but probably associated with millions of subscriptions or something like that. Anyway, they went into Vine in the failing months of the company and proposed that Vine paid each of them $1.2 million to create... 12 pieces of monthly content or three vines per week. This notion that a group of content producers can actively blackmail a platform or really even extort a platform, none of the social media discussion coverage actually talks about this, but the notion that these people think that Vine should be paying them $1.2 million for, is it a year's worth of content? I don't even think that was stipulated. I think that was just an upfront payment. What's particularly curious associated with the narrative coming from this meeting with Vine is the assumption that these folks now have the companies like YouTube, companies like Vine, all these companies will pay them to produce content. And in fact, they have the ability to sway users away from particular content providers to other content providers. And it's interesting here because YouTube was used as the example where they give them I don't know, $1,000 gift cards and new cameras and stuff like that to produce content, which is a very interesting problem because I don't really get the sense that YouTube does proper remuneration. So this whole story of these group of, you know, 18 to 20-somethings going into a company that's on its last legs and saying, well, if you give us $1.2 million each, we'll generate more content for you. And obviously, because Vine didn't pay up, they didn't produce the content. Kind of begs the question, what content is actually worth in this scheme? Like, in order to have that valuation, you need to have someone actively paying you at the rate that you're getting. Going in and demanding something doesn't give you that valuation. And it's a very curious area, this whole notion of new media stardom as it's coming through currently. Because, I mean, those of us that have been creating podcasts for years and doing all this stuff and... You know, we observe these things somewhat quizzically. And although if there were a million listeners to Short Funk, it would be a very different thing, particularly in terms of listener-requested content. 
But yes, I don't see these producers having the stamina to be long-standing producers. And I think the whole thing, I mean, it's a generational thing without question. I'm two generations away from divine culture. But realistically, I don't see this as being a practical business model. This doesn't strike me as a way that people can sustain themselves, particularly because the various content sites are so parasitic associated with monetization and these kind of things. But it was a curious story that was reported occasionally, but not reported particularly well, that 18 Viners thought that they could get $1.2 million each out of the company on its last legs. I don't know what you call that where you are, but where I'm from, that's called extortion. Tom Barbelay in San Jose, signing out.